0: Okay, so before we get into some of the various ventures that you've been a part of over the past 30 years that you've been a part of building, including being among the pioneers of online news, which I had not realized before, leading the Washington Post and Newsweek Interactive for 4 years. I want to flash back, Chris, to when you were in college, when you were an undergrad. You went to Harvard as an undergrad, and your major was, drum history, please. History. Yeah, Diplomatic History, yeah, that's and you had a minor in Ancient History. Did you know what you were going to do with that major, Chris, when you graduated?
1: Well, you know, I came to my education as an education in many ways, and I've loved history. I've loved the context it gives. I love thinking about what has kind of got us here and how that may affect what might get us elsewhere. Now, remember, I'm old. You've know, you pointed out I'm old enough that the technology and the internet was really in its its relative infancy then. And while I'd done many entrepreneurial things as a kid, I have to tell you, I failed as a a DJ in some other business that I had done. By the time I was in college, I, I knew that I wanted to go to business, but I wanted to leverage the learning and the education I have to two fundamental things. One is, how could I then just take this broad context and begin to learn elements of business that could take me in in different directions to allow me to run things myself. But also at the same time, I always thought part of my life would be giving back. And in those days, I thought at some point I'd want to do business, but also do public service. And so my studies in college were very much a framework to both those ends in many ways. And it was uh, wonderful.
0: You are, I think, one of the first people that I've interviewed, Chris, and I have now interviewed hundreds of people who was that strategic in their undergraduate studies that they were looking at it as building a framework for their future. I mean, that's really extraordinary. What advice do you have for our viewers and our young listeners who are probably stressed to the max right now, trying to reverse engineer their studies to meet the COVID circumstances, the COVID economy that they're going to be graduating into, whether at the end of 2020 or the spring of 2021, what do you think the best advice is that you can give them about the way they should look at their studies?
1: So this is look a very very complicated time and unprecedented time. I've been through four major crises in my life, and and they all everyone is different. Everyone, when you're in it, seems it could be potentially existential. And that you just, all of them kind of pale in comparison to what we have now. And so at one level, it's incredibly natural to be anxious to think about what it might mean, because we're all trying to figure out what that might mean. But at the same time, one of the things you have to keep in mind is that we will work through this, right? We'll figure this out. There'll be some behaviors that we go back to, because that's where our comfort level are. And there are going to be opportunities that are going to be very, very different. And being alert to that kind of thinking of what comes next, I think, could be very, very powerful. And in a way, one of the things that is fairly clear to me coming out of this is that so much that was happening back when these students were already starting high school or college or whatever is now only happening faster. What is happening in COVID is acceleration. So a year ago, we all, we all at least on this podcast, have been buying and selling things online. We've been using mobile money or Venmo or whatever. We've probably taken some classes online because we want to do it. We probably did some medical engagement online. But now within about two months, hundreds of millions of people who were suspect of this, who were not quite ready for it, or were coming there kind of gradually, all of a sudden had no choice to get into it. And so that means that things that you were thinking about six months ago, nine months ago, are still not only very true, not only will have new patina about it that you can think about, but have been accelerated to levels that you can engage in. And when I think when it comes to your thinking about, particularly your studies in school, is in many respects, just ask yourselves, What are you doing academically, both technically and tactically in the courses that you're choosing that will allow you to function in this new world? And at the same time, what passions are you developing about where you want to engage in this world and have this kind of framework that you described before that's so powerful? It has not escaped my notice that when I was a kid, my college had something like 350 history majors. My daughter just graduated from there, and I think there were something like 70 history majors. So many young people have pivoted now to computer science and data science and all. And I think that's fantastic, and I think these are very relevant skills at one level that are very important. But forcing yourself to have this broader contextual view, taking some history courses, learning to write very well and communicate well, take a sense of how history has navigated previous activities, getting a sense of the beauty that comes in design and art that you have. These will also be very leverageable as you decide what problems you want to solve with the technical skills that also need to be part of what you're doing.